Any questions you have about your employment situation right now during these unprecedented times, you're welcome to call in. Lior Samfiru is employment lawyer. He's a partner in Samfiru to Mark, and he's the host of the Employment Law Show here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And he's uh, he's he's heard all the questions you can possibly hear. Uh, but, uh, Lior, first of all, good morning. It's good to talk to you again. Always a pleasure, Mike. Thank you. Um, have you had at this time in your career the number of calls, the volume of inquiries that you and your office have seen? No, not even close. And in fact, we're struggling to kind of handle them. I'll just give you a perspective, not because it says anything about me, but it says something about the situation out there. Uh, yesterday alone, we've had something over 1,300 people reach out to us just yesterday alone in various forms. It's, it's, a, it's a difficult situation simply because there's been no one really that hasn't been impacted by this virus to some extent. And, and the way people have been impacted, most people thankfully at this point are still healthy. It's a question of their income, their job. So this is really unprecedented, unprecedented on many levels. Any uh, reaction to the Prime Minister's announcement of the 75% wage subsidy, regardless of the number of employees, et cetera, et cetera? I think the be- benchmark is you have to lose at least 30% of revenue throughout the year. Yeah, but so far it has raised a lot more uh, questions than it's answered in terms of, you know, what what constitutes loss of revenue, you know, over what period of time? How do you show that revenue loss? Is it going to be the honor system, which it appears to be? uh, You know, can can employers use that now to try to stock up so that they don't let future employees go? Or do they have to use that with respect to employees that have already been let go? It is obviously unprecedented in a positive move because it's going to allow employers to use that to to keep employees employed uh, it's obviously a great cost to the government the the question also becomes you know we were talking about yesterday people paying the piper uh, our, our employer is going to take advantage of that somehow by well i need money to to pay uh, other bills and i'm going to use the money for that and not for the employees how is the government going to enforce that what kind of penalties are going to be imposed we're hopefully going to find out more today, but certainly as a move to try to keep employees employed, that is a, a very positive thing. Uh, well, the prime minister was being a bit of a gunslinger yesterday, Lior, saying, look, this is the honor system, but if, if, you, if you cheat, we will find you. And how are they going to find them and, mm. and what are the penalties? But I, I agree there has to be a way to police this because we've talked about employees being in difficult situations, of course, but employers are as well. They have to make some difficult decisions. Are we going to you know, pay the rent or are we going to pay uh, another bill? And so some may say, well, we have money coming from the government. We're going to use it for other bills. Well, that's not what it's intended for. So how is the government actually going to police that? It needs to go to, to employees so that they can stay employed, hopefully come back from layoffs, have a job. That's what the economy needs, people working. So I hope employers use that for the right person. All right. You ready for a call? I'm ready. All right. Let's go to Brody. And uh, Brody, good morning. You've got a question about your brother's situation. Yeah, he works for a small hardware store, and they're telling him starting next Monday that he has to take his vacation time. And to me, that doesn't sound right. So that's a good question, one that I got get off. And so here's what a lot of people don't understand when it comes to vacation. You know, in most situations, you decide when you're going to take your vacation. I guess your employer approves it. 
but legally your employer is allowed to decide when you take your vacation they can decide unilaterally i've decided brody that you're taking a vacation on this day too bad you're doing it so by that token your employer can decide or in case you're in this case your brother's employer can decide to say well next week you're off but you're using your vacation technically you're on vacation that's not going to make your brother happy but legally they can do that so they can allow or require your brother to use his vacation days the question hap- becomes what happens when those vacation days are used is he coming back to work is he now going to be on a layoff without any income that's the question but the employer is allowed to require employees to use their vacation days when the employer so decides okay thank you all right very quick answer do you still accumulate pending time during vacation time so uh, vacation really is a function of income. Uh, wow. So va- certainly vacation pays. So if you're not earning income, then you're not accumulating any any vacation. Uh, if you're on a, on the layoff, uh, if you're on another leave where you're not earning income, then no, there's no vacation accumulated. And a lot of employees are being forced to use whatever accrued vacation, just like Brody's brother uh, now. And, and that's, that's going to also make a lot of employees unhappy because when things go back and resume, normal life uh, starts again, they're going to realize now we don't have any vacation. We have to work the next 12 months with no vacation. Uh, you know, may, is it a big price or a small price? I'll let others decide. But that's certainly the reality a lot of employees are going to face. All right. Our next caller is uh, Derek, and he's eligible to come back to work after isolation. Derek, what's your question for Lior? Good morning, everybody. Um, so I'm in the construction industry, and uh, like you said, I'm eligible to come back from self-imposed 14-day isolation um, after having some symptoms of sickness. Um, my question is, um, considering it's construction, it's, uh, it's so-called essential service, if I'm allowed to come back tomorrow, I know there are a few options that I can take. I can continue to self-isolate because of uh, the laws that have been put in place already, or I can go back to work. My question is, what's my best course of action to cover my butt um, in the case that I do get sick again or if the work site gets shut down uh, from provincial laws and still make sure I'm able to collect the benefit? So if you're now no longer required to be on self-isolation, if, if there's nothing legally required, you know, the government has imposed situations where you have to, uh, to quarantine, but if that doesn't apply to you, you've beyond, you're beyond that period, etc., and if your employer says, yes, come back to work, I have work for you, you actually do have to go to work, right? There's no ability to stay home. You have to go to work. Again, if the work is unsafe, there may be other options. So... If your employer says, yes, working, no problem, we're open, come back, I need you, you got to go to work. If you don't go to work and you don't have a good reason, you may be deemed to have resigned. That could also be a disciplinary issue and you wouldn't qualify for any benefits. Now, if the work is unsafe or your employer doesn't have work for you, then you could qualify for benefits, either EI or the CERB benefit, but it really does depend on whether there's work for you. Gotcha. Thank you very much. Lior Sanfiru is on the line. He's an employment lawyer, of course, host of the Employment Law Show, Mondays and uh, Wednesdays during the week at uh, 7 p.m. on the weekends as well, partner at Sanfiru Tumarkin. And we got some people waiting. You ready, Lior? I'm ready. Always ready. Lior is always ready. We got Kevin with an EI question. Kevin? Hey, how are you? Doing great. Good. The question I've got is uh, my wife is self-employed, and she was reading that form yesterday for the EI. Um, and right now she doesn't pay unemployment insurance, but she was under the impression once you sign up for this and once you, once you sign yourself up, you're, you're stuck paying EI for life. True or not true? 
So, so it is true with respect to EI, but she may not need to apply for EI depending on her situation. And if she's earned at least $5,000 in the last year, she could apply for the new CERB benefit, which does apply to self-employed individuals, doesn't require her to, to pay anything into the system and can pay her $2,000 a, uh, a month for up to four months. So you're right. Once you, as a self-employed individual, decide to pay into, EI, into the EI system, uh, there's ways to do that. You, you, you have to pay it. But depending on our situation, maybe the CERB benefit is a better option. Uh, it's targeted for people like your wife. Because she's, yeah, because right now her clinic, she's a massage therapist and her clinic completely shut down. Um, so she was just looking for a little bit of compensation. So the CRB benefit is the way to go, my friend. Uh, it, you, she can apply effective April 6th, and the government says she'll get uh, money in her hands within 10 days of applying. Uh, so she probably doesn't have to go through the EI. Now, within uh, four months, if things are not back to normal, she may still be able to go back to EI. The government has said we're going to allow that to happen. But for now, I wouldn't go the EI route. I would go the CERB route. Right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Lior, a quick question for me because I saw the question being asked on social media. Anything tied to your tax return, would it be your 2019 or 2018? My understanding that it would be your 2019. Okay. All right. Uh, some confusion online about that yesterday. Uh, Mike joins us, and he's got a question about uh, union contracts. Mike, how you doing? Great, Mike. How are you, buddy? Great. Uh, what's your question? My question is, there's been a lot of announcements uh to Lior. Uh, there's been a lot of announcements from Ottawa, from the province. Uh, I don't know how anybody can keep track of them, but uh, as far as laying off uh, staff because they don't feel safe going to work, even though uh, we are an essential construction site that do work for the government right now. And um, so I want to lay off this guy because there's just no work for him. I don't have any alternate work for him, but we have a labor agreement. So the uh, the EI rules, the funding, uh, all, all the rules and regulations that they've amended recently doesn't apply to labor union agreements, does it, Leo? Uh, no, uh, you, you still have to, uh, so if you're as an employee, you have to lay off people in accordance with seniority, in accordance with the terms of the collective agreement. Individuals okay. still, if they are affected, they can they can apply to EI and they can apply to the CERB benefit. So, so yeah. you have actually more flexibility than some other employers to lay off. Non-union employers, if they lay off individuals, may find themselves in a situation where they are, uh, you know, unintentionally terminated employees. That doesn't apply in a unionized setting so you actually can lay off people in accordance with the agreement based on seniority and the the employees will have the same rights for compensation from the government as everyone else would but they have to go through the, our labor agreement like on the employer so they'll have to if they grieve it they'll have to go through the union that's all they would have to grieve it through the union and, th and there's no grounds to grieving unless you breach the agreement by not laying off people based on seniority that's the only basis they would have to grieve it Right. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, buddy. Appreciate it. Daniel's got a question, but before we hear from Daniel related to that, here's a clip of uh, Premier Doug Ford. If you are in quarantine because you're experiencing symptoms or you've been asked to self-isolate, you will not lose your job. Well, Daniel joins us on the line. What was your question for Lior? Well, thank you for that segue. Uh, I can tell you that's a big contradiction. I myself work for Service Ontario in Mississauga in the last two weeks. I've processed personally over 10,000 dismissal ROEs. Typically, what we see is about two or 300 a week. That being said, my cousin, 
works for a hospital or worked for a hospital, was in self-isolation first week of March. Uh, they terminated his employment. He's non-union and he's very upset that A, employers are terminating people, contrary to what Ford promised the Ontarians that are afraid of losing their job, and B, now he's without work and he's among thousands of people waiting for uh, a measly $2,000 a month EI. So what, what recourse do people have that get terminated even though Ford is saying, we got your back? So that's an excellent, excellent question. So we have to, yet again, we did this yesterday, but we have to qualify what the Premier said because what he said is actually misleading. So here's what this means. You cannot be let go because you're sick or because you're in self-isolation. The employer can't say, well, you know what, we, we, we would love to have you back, but we're not because we moved on, we hired someone else, or because we don't want you here because you were sick. That is illegal. But if the employer's reasons for laying someone off is unrelated, it's a business slowdown, we had to, to let go 30, pe 30 people, you're one of those 30s, so it's not directed, or it's not because you've been on a, on a leave, it's not because you're sick, then what the premier says doesn't apply. An employer can still make the business decision if it's unrelated to the leave. So people think, well, now I'm in a better situation than my colleagues because I am sick. Unfortunately, that's not the case. So the premier here misspoke and certainly didn't tell the whole story. Now, if your uh, colleague there was let go because he was on leave and the other employees have not been affected in the workplace, yes, that could be a reprisal. There could be consequences against the employer. But if it's part of a larger layoff where other people have been affected, then his only recourse is potentially to treat the, term, the, the, the layoff as a constructive dismissal. We talked about that yesterday. He can apply for the benefits from the government, but that is their only recourse unless he can show that the employer was picking on him specifically. Yeah, good point. In his case, uh, I think HR made a made a blunder because they said that uh, because he wasn't providing uh, necessary medical documentation consistent with the Ontario Medical Association uh, sick leave uh, policy, um, he did not meet uh, the requirements of taking sick leave. But then, on the on one hand, you know, retroactive to uh, January 25th, Ford is saying, well, you don't need a sick note if you're on self isolation. But then, on the other hand. Uh, I can tell you there's thousands of people working for hospitals that are between a rock and a hard place and that either they provide yeah. uh, documentation based on the Ontario Medical Association or they risk losing their job. D Daniel, we really appreciate the call. We've got one more we got to get to. And again, Lior, I think your point was the premier was sounding very contradictory there. He is, and you really have to, to look into his comments a bit more to understand them. It's not as simple as you can't lose your job. That's not the case. All right, we have a, a quick one from Ravi. It sounds like a complicated situation, but, Lior, I know you can handle it. Ravi? Hi there, guys. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. I'll be quick. Guys, my wife was only eligible to work since January 2020. She's been working ever since, unfortunately, due to what's happening. Um, her office did shut down. What are her options, considering she doesn't? have the EI hours. Does she have the $5,000 earned since January? Since January. We're doing the math this morning when I left for work. I think she's almost there. But if she's not there, does she have any other options? So if she's not there, now, if she has received other benefits from the government, maybe maybe parental benefits, that could bump her up beyond 5000 If she's at 5000 she can apply for the CERB benefit. She wouldn't be able to apply for, for EI at this point because she doesn't have enough hours. So that's not an option. She can talk to her employer. Perhaps her employer can extend her employment a bit more so she can get past 
that $5,000. The other option she has is kind of as a last resort. She may be able to treat this layoff as a termination, and at least she will get severance, which would help her get some income in her pocket. But from a, the government standpoint, you do have to meet that $5,000 threshold to get paid. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. Hey, Ravi, you have a good day and good luck. Uh, to Good luck to everyone calling. Lior, thank you again. You'll join us again tomorrow. Who knows? It's Tuesday. Maybe a quiet day at ST Lawyers. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm off to work right now, Mike, and look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. All right. Thank you, Lior Samfiru, employment lawyer, partner at Samfiru Tamarkin.